Yes, your ears are not deceiving you. We're here. We missed a week last week, but we are back. And once again, we are proudly sponsored by the excellent Kajal Perfumes, who you can find at kajalperfumes.com. I'm sure you've heard of them. You can find the link to the website in our Facebook group, The Scent Geeks Podcast. And if you use code GEEKS10, that's GEEKS10, that gives you a cheeky 10% discount and stay tuned to the end and we'll let you know how you can enter the Kajal giveaway. All right, so with that said, I would like to introduce my co-host who is not just a dad. He's not just got a day job. He's not just a podcaster or a fragrance reviewer. He's a handyman because I've seen the shed that he built last week, which is why we didn't end up recording a podcast. Steve, congratulations on your beautiful shed. Thank you. I was I was rather chuffed myself. I felt very alpha. I keep kind of referring back to it, like in things around the house. Like, well, you know, after I built that shed, I'm sure I can do this. Or you know, well, yeah. it's fine when I built that shed. It's like just shoehorning it into conversation. But um, when you finished yes. it, did did you uh, did you stand back, put your hands on your hips, wipe, mop your sweaty brow with the back of your hand, and, and admire your handiwork? I did. The, the, the yes. trouble is, I've said this before, as I'm a bit of a perfectionist, but I don't often have the skills to meet my expectations. So it's a bit of a never-ending cycle. I must confess, so it took me a couple of days, and the first day my brother was here helping me, which was fucking handy. Because A, my brother's really handy. He was actually like a carpenter for God knows how many years, 20-odd years. Uh, but also things like getting the roof on, I mean... I don't know how you'd do that on your own. You just couldn't do it. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, so he sort of helps kind of get the structure together then i had to do a lot of finishing off like with all the felt and all the finishing bits and stuff like that so uh but yes it was a nightmare so there was that moment we agreed obviously we were we we were gonna record we were close with that small window where just before you were leaving to go away and i was kind of uh finishing the shed and that but then basically my shed took longer and then it was like oh god i'm not getting it needs to be waterproofed because it's gonna rain tomorrow and i hadn't finished felt in it and stuff so we're like oh i can't do it so yeah, we had to we had to sort of call time really. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. But, uh, Sorry about that, listeners. But Steve now has a beautiful shed in his back garden, and uh, I was off walking in the Peak District. I I did the Three Peaks Challenge with with my family. Uh, we did it over three days, three peaks over three days. Usually people do the three peaks. It's like 24 and a half miles and people try and do it in under 12 hours. It's quite a quite a task. But we thought, let's make it into a bit more of a fun thing. And the girls are only seven and nine. So, you know, they wouldn't have been able to do it all in one day. So we thought, let's have a couple of camp stops in the middle. So we did one peak each day and we had a, a brilliant time. Really, really good fun. And the weather was was kind to us as well. Uh, so that's oh, the reason that, uh, yeah, that, that's why I couldn't record last Sunday because I was uh, on a campsite in the Peak District. Not the Peak District, the Yorkshire Dales. It's the Yorkshire Three Peaks. Sorry. Oh, yeah. As a York, well, as a adopted Yorkshireman. Yeah, um, I am adopted. I, don't, I, don't, I think they, they, they would cancel that adoption if you uh, <laughs> didn't make it clear that it's actually oh, yeah. the Yorkshire Dales. But uh, yep. fair play, yeah. So hopefully we can get this recorded tonight and we'll, it will be uploaded tomorrow. Assuming I don't have a fucking power cut, mate. Uh, that's the thing. Yeah, because you so, had one last night, didn't you? Yeah, we were talking just before we started recording. I actually had a power cut last night from about 8 o'clock till, I don't know, 1, 1.30 in the morning. So basically the whole evening was a complete write-off. Um, we 
we managed to it was like it's like being in the 1940s we kind of we, we did get a takeaway um i managed to get some phone signal to sort of hotspot and then watch like love island on a tablet as we had some takeaway and then what 19 they didn't do that in the 1940s i know i know but then we did I play you were say, get the candles out <laughs> we played rummy cub by camp light so oh, a couple is, of camp yeah. lights so, so that was that was very much at one point i did say to the wife i was like well it's, i mean we could probably have sex i suppose couldn't we really it's something to do it's just like nah i can't i was like yeah i'm not feeling it anyway i'm bloaty after the old after the chinese to be honest so it's ah like, uh, yeah yeah so. it's got to be you gotta you gotta do it before the food otherwise it's just not happening it, even in 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 the in a fucking blackout i still can't get lucky it's amazing but um so yeah i had a blackout all last night so that was depressing um, i was a bit upset about that because it was a whole evening lost but um oh, but yeah i well, now makes me appreciate it a bit more now i feel a bit bad but uh, i had the exact opposite because we we gained an evening because the kids slept at their cousins last night so oh. we had a indian takeaway which we've not had for a while we uh had a little bit of wine and watched a movie it was uh, it, it was bliss it was great. Oh, this sounds so. delightful. With Absolutely full power delightful. as well. We had power to everything. Oh, yes, you bastard! You were just you were just <laughs> had things running that you didn't even to run, did you? you yeah, just... but but I still I still lit a candle. You know, Helen oh. was up having a shower, and when she came down, there was a candle on the table, a bottle of wine. Everything is that, laid is that out. You'd let rip, so you just <laughs> wanted to just uh, just clear the stench a little bit. Light a candle, it'd be all right. It was a fragrance candle, yeah. So oh, put, yeah. there we go. You got Excellent. me. You got me. <laughs> um, so yeah, other than that, I don't think I've got too much report other than uh, building a shed and uh, my blackout because it's obviously been a couple of weeks. But um, yeah, just yeah, been busy with work. What about you? Obviously, you've been a busy man. I see um, Smolder is is progressing. I saw on Instagram. I saw some posts yep, of some bottles, which is exciting. So the batches are coming together then. Yeah, they're coming together. Aaron's just going to size it all up now. And we are aiming for a September release. Uh, he's coming over to York tomorrow. So we're going to have a little chat, talk about things and film a little update video for people. Because a lot, a lot of people have been asking over the last sort of 18 months or so. So... I owe everyone an, an update, and I haven't updated because there's not been anything to, to really update until now. But yeah, we're we're putting it out there. Uh, it's in Aaron's sort of style of bottle, but the um, the label on the bottles says ATH X FM, and I just think that's really cool. I I love that. Um, yeah, so I saw that. That's cool. I like he's going to bring the bottle tomorrow, so I'll, I'll be able to hold it in my hand for the first time. And have you got? I mean, is it going to be like a limited edition for the first batch sort of thing? Or are you just, you know, making a batch that's set out and then it makes more and whatever, just seeing how it goes? Is there any... Yeah, I think just yeah. by the nature of Aaron's business being small, that uh, I, I think we're only really able to to do limited editions. So I, we'll, we'll have to have a chat tomorrow. I'm not sure how uh, how limited that run will be, mm. but uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe off the top of my head, something like 500 bottles, maybe... Uh, and then you've sort of got to just start making it all up again and starting from scratch with it. So we'll see. I guess we'll do the first run. And if it goes well, then we'll we'll maybe do a second. I think Demi did something similar, actually, with, with Fragrance de Bois. They did an initial run uh, of a smallish amount. And then when it was popular, they, they did another one. So... I guess yeah, cause I think they struggled, didn't they? I think she, because um, they were again shipping globally. I think they sort of had a few. She had to keep apologising for issues, people waiting. But mm. I think I think you'll, you know, I think that'll be a popular release. I think everybody will be waiting there to press buy at the, at the point of release. So yeah, that'll be exciting. I hope so because I, I'm not going to say talk about it on here, but you know what this is, Steve. But I, I had another. Uh, 
proposition from another company to to work with them and uh, I decided not to go that route because it would have meant I couldn't have done Smolder. It was written into um, a contract that I wouldn't have been able to work on any of the fragrances for a period of, I think it was a couple of years. So that pretty much would have, you know, could have risked Smolder never never getting released and I think Alan's come up Alan who's Alan (laughs) (laughs) Alan Terence Hughes Uh, that'd be very different he definitely doesn't look like an Alan does he he's not an Alan (laughs) hello it's Alan here right Alan it's uh yeah Aaron's Aaron's Yorkshire brother Alan Terence Hughes um so I think he's come up with an amazing fragrance I've never smelled anything like it it reminds me not in smell but in style of some of my favorite fragrances uh so I just I've got so much faith in it in that sense that I thought I cannot I cannot live in a world where I the the world doesn't get to smell it uh you know it would just be criminal if that fragrance never got Mm. a release so decided not to go with the um with the other option and uh, I, I stuck with my plans with Aaron and uh, I'm glad I did because Aaron's found the time now in his schedule of creating his fragrance lines that uh, he's found a window to create Smolder and size it up and we're getting it out there so super excited yeah exciting I think I think one of the best um, things about that is you tried all these other sort of different versions of it and formulations, but you still came back to the first one, which I think is yeah about thirty just, variations. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's a really kind of nice little story, really. That is that it's the original that mm. uh, that kind of made it through, and that sort of kind of always come back to the original. So you yeah, nailed it on the first one, yeah, yeah. first time. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Um, anyway, I suppose we should do some sort of fragrancy chat I suppose I yeah, mean, it's I mean been, that it's was two weeks isn't it? fragrancy so. wasn't it so we're, we're easing ourselves fragrancy. in I guess I guess it was very fragrancy but um yeah <laughs> let's let's do this um what we get what's oh god I'm, I'm almost forget how we do this so we've got we've got an arse haven't we we've got yes. an audience recognition section should we do that yeah. let's um let's do the arse and, and see what uh see what the the listeners have had to say Right, let's have a look. So everybody knows now we um, give a shout out to all the people that uh, buy us a coffee through our Kofi page, which you can do through ko-fi.com forward slash the Saint Geeks, all one word. And obviously it's been a couple of weeks, so we've we've not had loads, but it's been a few. Um, so let's have a look. So uh, Keith has uh, bought us a coffee and he said, uh, keep up the good work, boys. Love the podcast. Quick question for you. Have either of you tested... Oh, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation now. I, don't know, I think oh, I might on. have it. Uh, Bocchetti della Costa. I think that I'm pronouncing that right. I don't know. Uh, if so, how does it compare to Jardin de Malfi? I mean, my answer is no. So that, uh, I don't know if you're even familiar with those, Chris, at all. The only Costa uh, I've had is a flat white, so... I um, I'll tell you what, I'm going to do a quick Google. Let's find out. Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't tried it, unfortunately. Sounds nice. <laughs> yeah, just purely from the name. Sounds yeah. good. Oh, it's an Alexandra Fragrance frag. That's why. Uh, Bichetta mm. della Costa. So that is... Um, let me see if it says anything like... Uh, Bichetta della Costa. What it, what it, what it smells Something like. Italian. Well, I'll well, read Jardin, the notes. You say Jardin di Amalfi, the Creed. Ah, that's what it is. Yeah, here we yeah. go. Yeah, Della Costa instead of Creed's Jardin de Malfi. Ah, yeah. okay. So basically, he just wants to know if the clone smells like the original. I mean, I would say going typically, Alexandra fragrances are pretty close. Not always yeah. perfect, but they're pretty good. And they normally yeah. perform quite well. So, yeah. And even if they're not, you know, sort of bang on, some of them are, but even if they're not bang on, they're still great, really nicely mm. done fragrances. 
I mean, it's, I, I'm not familiar with, I've not smelled the original crew, but the notes sound pretty good, you know. Tangerine, Neroli, Bergamot. I mean, I'm loving that opening. Mm. Uh, Bulgarian Rose, Apple, uh, Haitian Vetiver, uh, Pink Pepper, White Musk, uh, Virginia Cedar, and Cinnamon. Mm. Yeah. C- cinnamon is, oh, I've got a funny relationship with cinnamon. I really like the smell of cinnamon, but I don't want to smell of cinnamon. Yeah. So I it, I struggle. I struggle with this. Um, well, that's interesting but because I think Azara Wanted by Night, which we both love, is very cinnamon heavy. I've never really paid much attention to that, you know. Oh, no, I've ruined it for you. Yeah, you, yeah. That's, you probably have now. I'm going to smell that and go, oh, you fucker. That's all I, I think it's a cinnamon now. bomb. I've never, I've never really thought I don't know. I'm going to have to try and smell that yeah. after. I don't have a smell. Yeah, I just have to pick up on that. I mean, well, we've sort I of think talked about it before, but sometimes as soon as you read a note, then yeah. you can pick it up, can't you? You go, oh, yeah, I do notice that, but that does sound like a bit of a sort of cop-out, but I will try and see what I think to it next time I smell yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, it's obviously blended in with all the other lovely things that we like about that fragrance, so maybe it's um, it's sort of there, but it's not just too far the cinnamon root. Yeah, that's the thing. Because um, to me, it's um, Wanted by Night is kind of quite rich. It's kind of sweet. There's a bit of sort of fruity um, spiciness to it. Yeah. I just, yeah, I think it's kind of got a bit of bit of everything for me. It's a beaut. But yeah, um, traditionally very cinnamon heavy fragrances I, I really like, but I don't necessarily want to smell of. Um, mm. What's, uh, obviously they're like the Puff and Damali, which, which one is the red one? Um, I'm trying to think. Clan. Uh, Clan. Yeah. That's one, again, really like the smell of, but don't want to smell smell of it. So right. it's funny, I, I actually find it's almost like a thera- therapeutic thing for me. Like I almost need it just a little bit on the back of my hand. So yeah. throughout the day, I can just smell it. I can go, oh, I just, oh, that's really nice, that. But I don't want people to necessarily smell it on me, if that makes sense. Interesting. It's a bit weird. Ah, yeah. I found yeah. that with, um, God, all the all the fragrances. We were so out of practice of forgetting all these fragrance names. But the um, Angel Share, I found a similar sort of, because right. that smells quite a lot like it, doesn't it? Um, similar to that. I found that one a little bit more easygoing, to be honest. I enjoyed it probably a bit more than Calan, but um, It's interesting how, how people think about fragrances, isn't it? Because if I smell something that I adore the smell of, I think, yeah, spray it on, get it on. And I don't really, if I like it, I don't think other people smelling it off me perhaps wouldn't like it. I, you know, I sort of, whereas you're basing your decision on it's a smell that you enjoy, but you don't want other people to smell associate yeah, just, that smell with you that's interesting yeah it's weird like I, I don't know i guess it's like some people you might like the smell of i don't know petrol but yeah i enjoy the smell of cinnamon but i just don't want to be associated with cinnamon and it's not i don't think it's like a, a compliment thing or me i just don't want to smell of it i don't want to yeah. be encased with it i don't know it's a bit of a funny one but yeah i do get what you mean yeah think, i suppose it's like uh, you know at home if you've got like a really super comfy jumper that you just love wearing at home because you just yeah. feel so nice it but it but it's awful it's got stains on it uh, yeah. it doesn't fit very well so you wouldn't want other people to see you in it necessarily but yeah. you enjoy it for yourself yeah, that's a good one. Or maybe yeah. if, if if a fragrance just isn't for you, perhaps there might like there might be a female fragrance that you really enjoy the smell of. You like to smell it, but you wouldn't necessarily want to smell of that fragrance. Yeah. I don't know, but but anyway, thank you for that, Keith. Um, that's put us down a little tangent there. So that's added quite a few minutes to the podcast. Um, <laughs> right, Michael's also bought us a coffee. He says thanks for the entertainment and answering my dumb questions. Do you think longevity slash projection outweigh the smell with fragrances? Is the emphasis on performance more than scent and subtlety? Hmm. Mm. I'd say it's the other way around for me. 
there's no point in having something that has great performance and lasts if the smell isn't amazing. Yeah. So I would rather have an amazing smell that perhaps didn't quite have the longevity and performance that I could maybe just reapply every three, four hours. Um, I mean, obviously, in an ideal world, you don't want to have to reapply. I'd rather have an amazing fragrance that has great performance. But but if it was the choice between not a great fragrance, but good performance or great performance, great fragrance, sorry, bad performance, I would definitely go with the better smell rather than the better performance. Do you have like a minimum though? Like, because I don't mind poorer performance if I can just go heavier or reapply but there's still a limit like mm. if a fragrance literally only lasts like a couple of hours um, then I I would just I, I, I get I almost get angry to be honest I just think no what's the fucking point well yeah it's... I have that exact experience with a fragrance that I think worked better for you than it did for me and I think it works better for a few people than, than it does for me but I think a few people have said they've had a similar experience that's with uh, Givenchy Gentleman Boise yeah uh, Boise. that wasn't too bad um, on me yeah you, that was shocking really on struggled me. You, oh. I tried it again recently and just didn't work yeah no, I mean it it's a bit of a cop out but it does vary on skin uh, big time because um, somebody was saying uh, my friend was recently it's quite funny actually one of my sort of I'd say she's a non-frag head. She's not like in the community, as it were. She's not in FragCon, but she kind of likes fragrances. So sometimes I do sort of speak to her about it. She was saying that she loves Baccarat Rouge, but she tried both versions and they were just shocking performance on her skin. And I was like, well, even like the extract, because, you know, she said it just didn't last. And I thought the extract version, you know, obviously doesn't project very much, but typically it obviously will last. But she was just like, neither of them. She said just they were both absolutely shocking on my skin. Like she said, other people seem to be okay, but... Um, yeah, it's funny. My uh, brother-in-law Mass, uh, who's been in some of my videos, uh, hi Mass, if you're listening, um, he he had a similar thing with Baccarat Rouge. He said that he sprayed it on, he couldn't smell it, and uh, I said, oh, really? It's like a I, it's a big performer for me. It's like a strong fragrance. I said, maybe just sort of just you know give it a few weeks, give it a couple of weeks, and then try it again and see if you sort of your nose is, I don't know dialed into that sort of smell a bit more I, I don't know um, but then he, he did try it a few weeks later and he was like oh yeah it's like I, it's suddenly gone really strong so I think sometimes you can sort of um, uh, I don't know what it is sometimes you can spray a fragrance and you just don't really smell it you don't get it whether it's because mm. of a food that you've eaten or maybe you're tired maybe you've been smelling something else before it and that's been stronger so you don't pick it up uh whatever there's potentially a lot of reasons why you might not sort of pick up on a fragrance but then when you come back to it um in a different context maybe a week or two later suddenly it can be there the smell can be there so it is interesting but yeah it's interesting that it's not that that's you know it seems to be uh well two people that we know of that have had similar experience with baccarat rouge Hmm. I think my probably one of the the most yeah probably again relative to price especially my most disappointingly performing fragrance I've ever tried is Tom Ford's Lost Cherry that yeah. was offensive that performance on that relative yeah. to the price it just goes like, you just spray it on it just goes cherry right I'm gone <laughs> yeah it, it. I think I don't think you think it lasted an hour on me it was no. just and so. when I look at how much it is, I just think, oh my fucking God, that is an absolute insult. I mean, it's almost should be criminal to sell that. Mm. It's like it's like some guy selling something off the back of a van. It's like snake oil. It's unbelievable. I can't yeah. believe. And But people... they're cheeky, aren't they? Because, you know, you, it's cherry and then it's lost straight away. Oh, yeah, that is. Yes. 
I can't believe I didn't think of that pun when I was uh, doing the video on it. But yeah, I mean, it's, I fucking couldn't find it. So it's definitely lost, that's for sure. Yeah. So that was absolutely shocking, that uh, performance in that one. Um, yeah, anyway, so that's that one. Uh, thank you, Michael. Um, I think we've sort of discussed that sort of thing before. But yeah, I think we're both in agreement. I think there is, we'd like to smell good, but there is a minimum kind of there's a baseline really and it's got to perform to a certain yeah. standard before because otherwise what's the fucking point um oh i've just clicked on the same one again sorry michael i won't read you out twice oh anton anton hello anton he's back um, he's back i was gonna buy a sandwich with this money but this podcast is far more delicious oh you oh. little legend oh he's uh, starving for us i know top content as always lads as jeremy would say you guys are craft strength that is how Power. he's written it <laughs> Power. Uh, did we, Power. We, never, <laughs> we never did discuss that uh, reaction video did we i can't remember yeah no i well he started did doing we? this thing on tiktok hasn't he where he just sort of holds his breath and lets his face go red and makes it look as though he's about to pop and then suddenly just unleashes like a, a massive word yes yeah, he's just doing this thing at the moment that I'd, yeah, it must have run out it's, of content. <laughs> mate, it's so funny. I found a muggle the other day that knows Jeremy Fragrance. So well, again, this is a different friend. Through. Yeah, a different friend to the one I mentioned earlier. But I was talking to uh, somebody I work with um, about fragrances. I think it's actually when we went for a, a meal or whatever, like a work thing, which I'll talk about or whatever. But um, yeah, we was chatting and blah, blah, blah. And then I said, you know, YouTube. And then she knows I do it. And then she goes, oh, because there's that that European YouTuber that does fragrances, isn't there? I went, oh, what, Jeremy Fragrance? She went, yeah, yeah, that's the guy. She's like, he's crazy, that guy. He's just absolutely crazy. Yeah, yes, he is. She said, oh, and then she was just like, oh, I don't agree with him on the female fragrances, though. He, he just likes really sweet ones that I don't like. But but it's kind of funny. It's, I think that's the first sort of person outside of Fragcom that I've I've known that's known Jeremy, as it were. And I guess, you know, he's got over a million subscribers, so they're, they're mm. out there, aren't they? So I think it's the car crash aspect of his content that has allowed him to sort of um, break out of just the fragrance niche into the mainstream because I guess on some level it's sort of weird or entertaining for people to, to watch someone just looking like they're completely bonkers, uh, completely it's, out of their mind on It's on funny, YouTube. I mean, we've obviously given him a lot of airtime on this podcast, but he never used to be, didn't he? He used to be quite a cool guy, like back in yeah. the day. He was like, yeah. you know, obviously had the attractive women there, he was quite cool and, and again, it's like that I guess there's that thing where guys almost probably looked up to him because he was a good-looking guy. He had obviously attractive women his way, and you sort yeah. of he's like he's cool. He's young. He's cool. He's you know yeah. seems nice to know what he's doing. Stylish, yeah, well dressed. I'll happily take his opinion, and you sort of value his opinions. But now it's he's so fucking bonkers. I think he's he's lost a lot of that. But then in many ways, like you say, it's probably helped him expand outside of yeah. that niche and break into sort of mainstream because Absolutely. of the entertainment. I think he must play up to it either that or he's fucking slowly going mad I don't know it looks like he plays up to it yeah, but, yeah. You know, if it sells his fragrances then he's minted isn't he <laughs> well he has indeed um, <laughs> Aeon has uh, bought us another coffee so thank you legend cheers um, don't quite understand that I think they're trying to um, reference your new uh, venture with Lux Parfum um, but oh, I yeah. don't fully understand the message so it says Chris so it's obviously directed at you a little dash HMR niche frag purveyor Best of luck with it. Mm. I don't know what HMR. I don't know if what. I his don't know. Ma- I don't yeah, know. what did you say before? His His Majesty. His Majesty Royal Nation. Because HM yeah. is. But I don't know if he was trying to say, you know, Your Your Highness. I, I don't know if I'm. 
Soy did, or not? We're both being thick here. We don't get this. Yeah. So you might have it to sounds like. <laughs> yeah, I did say in the video, in the launch video, something like fragmental purveyor of fine fragrances, I think. So. Oh, uh, okay. So perhaps he's referencing that. that there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank cool. you. With, thanks, thanks, man. We appreciate that. And then finally, Johnny has. Um, let's click on this one. See what Johnny says. Uh, thank you, Johnny. Uh, a few coffees on me from the USA. Recently into fragrance and have a good mix of both niche and designer fragrances. Question for you both: What or which fragrance or fragrances started you dive from designer frags to more niche perfumery? Would love to hear your inputs. Well, do you want to mm. go first? Mine's obviously we've already discussed that. I. I sort of just dabble on the outskirts of mainstream niche, really. I'm sort of just, I'm at the shallow end of the pool, I'd say, in yeah. niche. You're, you're, you're head first underwater, like with your goggles on at the deep <laughs> yeah. end, where I'm sort of just, just dipping my little toes in the little shallow end of niche, I would say. But um, yeah. so what would, I mean, you obviously kind of, we've discussed that you started with basically sort of clones, I guess, and then that mm. sort of led you into more designer and niche, didn't it? Yeah. But what was your first... Well, it's it's pretty easy Apple. for for me this because uh, I would have to say it's the Tom Ford Private Blend uh, because I think the private collections of these designer brands sort of straddle designer and niche. I think I think you know for a lot of people they can act as a gateway into mm. more expensive, perhaps more complex niche fragrances. So if you look at something like you know Tuscan Leather or Tobacco Oud, Tobacco Oud Intense, you know th- there is complex as, as any niche fragrance gets really um you know they're bold they're bold fragrances so i started sort of wearing clones of those and then i uh, started buying the bottles of those and uh so I, I yeah i think probably it's um it was the tom ford private blend that sort of just tipped me over into fully into into niche oudwood being you know one of the first private blends that I tried and it just blew my mind. I just thought, right, I just need more of these amazing, wonderful smells. And if I'm going to find more of that in the niche world, then let's go. What was the, your first niche purchase? I'm assuming it's probably Aventus, probably like a decal or something. But perhaps after that, was it a Tom Ford private blend? Well, as you say, it's sort of designer, but kind of is niche really. Yeah, yeah. Some it people be one of those. your first. Mm, right. Okay. So, I think my first niche was. Like you said, it was a bottle of Aventus. It was sort of a three-quarters full bottle of Aventus. So it was a partial bottle that I bought on a Facebook group. And I bought uh, Shaggy at the same time as that. So, yeah, I'd, I'd already bought a, a Tom Ford Oudwood uh, mm. original, not a clone. Um, but, yeah, if you're classing Tom Ford as designer, then, yeah, I think, I think Aventus probably was my first proper niche fragrance. Yeah. I mean, mine's probably fairly straightforward because I was always a bit of a designer boy and I still very much am, actually. But I think I first smelt some niche probably on your channel when we was doing a, a collab or collab, as we like to say. <laughs> um, so obviously, I remember smelling the Byrons on your channel. And at the time, you were wearing the Chronic, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that was the, how we did it. And I just thought that smelled amazing. So then I ended up buying a bottle of that. Yeah, I remember. So I think yeah. that was that was the first niche I bought, without doubt. That was my first niche purchase, and then I remember. I mean, I've discussed this before, but like um, Alexandria fragrances, I've got quite a few of those. I've ordered quite a few, and I remember getting their version of Leighton Royal Equestrian, and I just 
love at first sniff i was like oh my god no, this is amazing rate, yeah. absolutely amazing so i went through quite a lot of, of that and it quickly became my favorite fragrance so i just felt i needed i sort of just i had to own the original uh, as much as i love that and to be in many ways that we've discussed this before it sort of does the job actually but i just thought i owed it to myself and i felt like i owed it to actually to puff on damali as, as well to own the original because i love it so much i thought you know i i do so and even though i'm a niche boy that sort of those two fragrances are my two favorite fragrances of all time so yeah. even though i'm a designer boy sorry so those two niche yeah are my um are my favorites so so that's that's probably me and then obviously through our kind of sponsorship as well i've i've dabbled in and tried some of the kajal ones which are again really good yeah but there's a sort of the, the thing there i think puff and damali are quite renowned for being quite accessible niche quite sort of designer like almost high-end quality designer so mm. that probably fits with me really yeah i don't necessarily know that byron i would describe the same but i think byron are quite again sort of they're quite accessible in nature ball yeah. uh quite they're not sort of too weird or wonderful or sort of heavy and weird so yeah so that's that's me really as i say i'm I'm still very much uh just milling around the outskirts of nature yeah. i would say dipping your toe in now and then yeah yeah <laughs> well I thank mean, you I Sorry. was just going to say, more than anything, it's the, it's the price, to be honest. I, I struggle yes, with just the cost, but, uh, but there we go. It is so, prohibitive for many, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Um, right, well, thank you for your coffees and your questions. Normally, at this time in the show, we would be thinking about asking each other what we've been wearing, but what we've been wearing is kind of going to lead us into the second half of podcast which is um where we've been sampling a new line of fragrances so we are going to do that but before we do that steve is there anything else in fragcom youtube world that has caught your eye at all this week you want to mention um i've watched i've just again we sort of discussed this i don't watch as many videos as i used to i must admit but there's i've been quite curious to watch some of um cuba so cuba knows uh, reactions to some of the newer sort of navitas fragrances and he's also been smelling the Zaharoff uh, collaboration with the YouTubers. He's been smelling their fragrances. And I found that quite interesting because Cuba sort of doesn't pull his punches, as we know. He's prides himself on being honest. And, you know, and the thing is what I like, he doesn't badmouth something for the sake of it. He just says, look, this is my opinion. You know, it doesn't mean shit. If I, you might still like it, but this is what I think. So so I find that quite refreshing. So I've seen, I've seen a few of his videos recently. So um, he smelt... Um, an Avitus fragrance that we're in collaboration with CJ City TV. Yeah, um, we've never discussed him as a as a YouTuber on this podcast because he's quite recent into fragrances, relatively speaking, isn't he? Because I think a lot of his um, uh, uh, subscriber base was based on because I think he didn't he used to review trainers or something. Yeah, he was I think sneakers. Yeah, sneakers. Sneaker channel. Trainers. Yeah, um, but he sort of started dabbling in fragrances got sort of noted and Navitus collaborated with him so um, and recently he, on his channel he shared uh, a reaction that Cuba did uh, smelling his fragrance and mad respect to both of them because Cuba was brutally honest and CJ still you know he didn't have to put it out there but but Cuba he, he said it was right but he he wasn't all complimentary in the fragrance Um he just he said it smelled like an old man. Um, he just said it wasn't for him and and stuff. He didn't say it was a bad fragrance, but so again, respect to Cuba to just being honest, and also respect to CJ City TV really for putting it out there. And and I because I, I kind of respect that he could have he could have almost edited it or whatever, but it's just put it out there raw. He filmed his reaction to Cuba's 
reaction. Um, and it was really insane. I was going to watch it because he was kind of like, oh, it smells like my my old uncle. Um, and he's like, oh, man, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Come on. And it was kind of like, so it's quite an entertaining reaction video. So that okay. was that was. I'll good. check that one out. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's quite funny. Cuba was just fully honest on that one, and uh, I saw Cuba. It sounds like I'm just been watching loads of Cuba, but I guess I have really. I did see that he reviewed uh, Demi Moore. Uh, Demi Moore. That's Demi not Demi Moore, Moore was it? Cool, that would be, can you imagine? Right. That would be good. <laughs> I've reviewed Demi Moore when I was uh, back in the day. Uh, yeah. He he reviewed Demi's fragrance Minuit et Demi, um, and he really liked it from Fragrance de Bois. He really liked that one. Uh, from yep. memory it was, it, was a, it was last week I think I watched it but I remember he was he smelt it and straight he's quite a big fan of fragrance to but he said like straight away he's like this is good this is a good fragrance he he couldn't he almost didn't want to like it but he said I can't deny this is really good so yeah. I, which I'm not too surprised to be honest they've obviously it's it's if I don't know how much input actually Demi had it's maybe quite a bit I don't know but I'm not at all surprised by that one yeah um, he's going all in on talking about creators fragrances at the moment isn't he yeah and then I've watched a few of the ones he's done with the Saharoff ones yeah. so he really liked uh, Curly Senses fragrance um, which I think's the Siren I think he quite liked that one from memory again the, I sort of watched these a week before last actually so I'm sort of um, doing it from memory I don't think he was a too impressed i thought he thought it was all right but it sort of i think it didn't blow him away um was uh brass and soul from justin copeland yeah um and i did see that he reviewed uh ross's from um uh, i can't watch his tl tltg his, reviews tltg reviews and he said it was nice but he wasn't too he said the performance was absolutely shocking mm. um but he said it was a nice fresh inoffensive fragrance that you could wear to work but he said the performance was practically non-existent on him mm. so again respects for him for doing it really yep. um so, yeah. yeah i've yet still yet to smell the z creators i think uh, hopefully i'll smell those in the next few days because george has just sent a few boxes over we are going to be stocking them at looks parfum you heard it right here you heard it here first <laughs> slipping um, that plug in love it. oh yes of course well you get it. i mean you know if you can't plug yourself on your own show when can you plug yourself so um, so yeah, um, they're they're going to be, but they uh, Zahara fragrances just sold out within within pretty much a, a day um, on on when we launched the site. So there is big demand in the UK for for them because obviously you can't uh, you, you can only up until now you could only ship them from the states. Obviously you know you get your added costs and your import fees on that. So yeah, they sold like hotcakes, and uh, there will be more in stock this week on the website for anyone uh, who wanted to know that. I've had a few people asking me, so I thought I would mention that they will soon be back in stock. What obviously you've not smelled the um, creators uh, fragrances, but what is your personal favourite Sahara fragrance? It's a tough choice. I mean, the original is just such a crisp, uh, aromatic, gentlemanly fragrance. I do love a sandalwood. And so I, I love noir as well. I wore that the other day. Really enjoyed that. But I just love that sandalwood in Royale. It's just amped up a little bit. So you get that Zaharoff DNA, but you just get that sort of silky smooth sandalwood, like slightly creamy sandalwood in there. So... Yeah, I'd probably say Royale at the moment, but I haven't smelled Rosé um, and I haven't smelled the Z Creators yet. Hmm, okay, cool. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I, I do like to ask you the tough questions, Chris. I'm not here. <laughs> That's all right. no easy ride on this podcast, Grill me. Okay. Grill me, mate, it's fine. <laughs> Got to grill you on that one. <laughs> right, so um, I, I think we're up to what we've been wearing now, aren't we? Yeah, just about. 
So uh, before we talk about what we've both been wearing, if there's anything else that you want to sort of mention? I, I think I'm good. Yeah. Um, a couple of that I just wanted to... Uh, there's nothing particularly new interesting. But I tell you what, I did wear... What were we on? Night before last, um, I wore my vintage bottle of Lenoir de Lomme, which oh. I've not worn. I don't wear it very often. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because it's vintage. It's not, you know, it cost me a little bit. So I don't know if I'm a bit protective or what. But I was, I was going for a meal. It was... Um, Someone from work, they're going on maternity leave, so it was their last day. So a few of us went for a meal, so sort of, uh, which was absolutely lovely, lovely meal and stuff. Um, and yeah, it, it, I really enjoyed wearing it. Um, I did nice. think afterwards, do you ever wear a fragrance and then you sort of think, oh, I should have worn this other fragrance for whatever reason. You sort of think, oh, I, I almost missed a boat there and it's too late. Yeah, it's like it's like when you go into a restaurant and you uh, you you order something off the menu and it comes and you start eating and you think, oh no, I made the I made the wrong choice here. I wish I'd yeah, ordered the burger. Can't go wrong right. with the burger. So <laughs> I did I did actually really enjoy wearing it, but I did wonder afterwards when I got back because uh, I basically I wore um, like a t shirt and a leather jacket out and I ended up the restaurant wasn't too warm and it's you know so I ended up wearing my leather jacket from the whole evening to be honest and I did think oh. I should have worn the EDP version. The leather in it might have complimented it. Yeah. You know, I might have got yeah. that DNA and then complimented the whole leather jacket thing. I sort yeah. of missed, the, missed an opportunity there on that one. But there you go. Yeah. Um, I think that's, other oh. than what we're about to discuss, I think that's probably the only, only yep. other thing I've been wearing. So. And sorry, Steve, I misunderstood when you said, was there anything else I wanted to say? I, I, I thought you meant like, in other news or YouTube videos. I didn't know you meant um, what no, what else I've been wearing other than, so um, sorry. Yeah, I, a couple of things. Uh, I wore today, not worn it for a little while. I was just in the, you know, I had one of those moments where I had a, a phantom smell of Creed's Bois de Portugal. You know, you're obviously not yeah. smelling the fragrance. You're either imagining the smell from a memory or you've smelt something that sort of smells similar and reminds you of it. But I just thought, I just suddenly had a craving to wear it. So I did, loved it. And uh, also wore um, a fragrance that I've, uh, I've, I've just got, which is from Histoire de Parfum, which is called Noir Patchouli, which is this gorgeous sort of earthy, chocolatey, um, rich patchouli fragrance really enjoying that i think that's probably the favorite i've smelled from that house so far and the other day i had another bit of a craving thing i've, I've been sort of craving some of my sort of classic uh, fragrances that perhaps i don't get to wear as much these days because i'm always testing new stuff but for some reason i just craved tom ford's tuscan leather so I came upstairs and I bloody sprayed it on and I bloody loved it for the rest of the day. I, I didn't go, I was going out, I was doing a voiceover, so I didn't want to go too heavy and choke anyone out. I thought, a couple of sprays on, on the neck and I was good. I smelled it all day. Um, it wasn't too strong a smell because Tuscan leather's a potent scent. And uh, damn man, it hit the spot. I'm glad I made the choice. So yeah, that's a couple Tom of notable Ford. mentions. I've got yeah. I was talking to my friend, the one I mentioned earlier, actually, and she said how much she loved uh, Oud Wood. So I did think of you. She was just right. like, uh, she's like, oh, I just I love that fragrance. And that was after she said that Baccarat Rouge doesn't uh, last. And I said, oh, have you tried Noir Extreme? And she's like, oh no, no, I've not tried it. I was like, oh, you got to try it. So I ended up wearing that because that kind of got me thinking about it. Yeah. So I wore that like that that night actually. But it's interesting because I was like, oh, she's like, oh, what is it? And I said because she really likes her Oudy fragrances, not surprisingly. And I said to her that because um, she's Indian, I said, oh, it's actually got coffee in it. She's like, oh, I was like, well, that's Indian dessert, isn't it? She's like. Um, she's like, yeah, I hate coffee. I was like, oh. <laughs> no. I was like, well, try it though. It's kind of got this sort of, you know, cr creamy sweetness to it. It smells really good. She's like, oh, I don't know. it sounds a bit. She actually said at one point, she said, oh, it sounds sounds too strong. I was like, 
how can it sound strong? <laughs> like, I was like, it's not. It's just like, you know, because like, I mentioned that it's got this sort of phantom tobacco note and she's like, oh no, it sounds strong. I was like, well, it's not, it's not like, it doesn't smell like fags or cigarettes. Like you said, it's like this really nice, you know, pipe tobacco smell, but it's quite mixed in quite nicely. So I don't think, I yeah. think she needs to get a nose on it. She said she would the next time she goes out. So, right. Yeah. 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 Um, so Steve, I'm, I'm just thinking like what, what we, we're about, what, 30, pushing 40 minutes now on the recording yeah. and we've not started talking about our samples and I feel like there's quite a lot to discuss. Do you want to, do you want to go for it? Do you want to do it now? Let's do it. Let's do yeah. it. All right. Okay. There is not, I don't think we've got a happy ending this week. So let's, this can, this can hopefully be our happy ending if there's okay. a, if there is. So let's, let's do it. So do you want to intro it and tell us what it's all about? Yeah, sure. So, uh, it was mentioned, wasn't it? Uh, a few weeks ago on the podcast about, um, F1 fragrances so there's a brand there's a company I, 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 maybe it's Formula 1 it seems to be official Formula 1 branded um, mm. but someone has decided to create five a line of five fragrances inspired by F1 racing uh, you know um, Lewis Hamilton and um, Max Verstappen, you know, all those guys that, you know, race the cars around the track really fast for anyone who's not so familiar with uh, with F1. Uh, so, yeah, what do you think about this, Steve? What do you think about the concept? Are you, are, are you, you're into your F1, aren't you? So are you excited I'm a big F1 this? fan, uh, but I've not watched today's race yet. My mate tells me it's amazing because we're recording this on a Sunday. He said it's an absolutely crazy good race, but I've well, not watched it yet, so no spoilers. I um, haven't either. Thank you for not yeah, spoiling it for me because yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to catch up on Channel 4 uh, after this, the highlights and exactly it's exactly yeah. what i'm going to do watch the highlights so we can uh we can message each other but yeah so when somebody first told me about this i thought it was going to be like uh, so almost like car manufacturer fragrances you know I did, yeah. like mercedes-benz and i thought oh it's going to be like uh i don't know amg mercedes have got their fragrance like ferrari like f1 freight but it's not like you said it's it's the f1 organization it's like got the registered trademark or whatever yeah um logo it and so i don't know if it's the formula one because though formula one is a sporters office it's also an organization it's a it's a, a company essentially so they've seemed to have these fragrances and there was, some of the names are a bit cheesy aren't they i think um yeah so we'll break them down one by one in a minute but just to shout out all of the names so you've got precious metal which sounds that's kind of cool i don't mind that it's a bit of a play on turn one i think that's a bit weak as a name mm. overtake 320 that's Neon White, don't mind that. That's what even right. is that though? Yeah, I don't don't get it. But it's and Carbon Rain, Carbon Rain, I don't and the Rain spelled R E I G N, so it's not yeah. like it's it's raining down carbon. But um, so yeah. So then when I started looking into it, I was like, oh okay, so it's not manufacturers, it's actually F one. But um, so one thing we should say before we break down each fragrance is the cost of them, shouldn't we? So the standard bottles about sixty quid, I think they are. Yeah, sixty for quid for seventy five mil yeah. of EDP. But if you've got more money than cents, you can go for the engineered collection, which is, this, as far as I know, is the same fragrances, isn't it? But yeah. but they're in different bottles, aren't they, Chris? Well, what, what it seems to be to me, looking at the website, is it's the same bottle on the inside, which is sort of this bulbous thing. It sort of starts thin at the top where the sprayer is, and then it bulges out in the middle and then goes thin again. It is supposed to represent the aerodynamic lines of the f1 car the, the the cockpit i think so they're a they're a funny shape I, they're a different shape i don't i'm not i'm not sold on the I shape think, of it but they're all right i think they're i think 
they're 3D printed. I think I've read somewhere. I could be wrong on this. Well, I think I've read that, that the outer casing is, is 3D printed. Which yes, is that's presumably... that's the outer casing. I was just describing the actual bottles yeah. themselves. So if you're just spending yeah. 60 quid on the bottle, then that's yeah, you, yeah. you get that sort of like bulbous-shaped bottle. But yeah, like you say, if you've got more money than sense, you can buy this 3D engineered, maybe it's, maybe it's carbon, I don't know, but it's like this um, sort of HR Geiger Aliens-esque... Design. Yeah, I was thinking it was aliens. I was going to say that yeah. to you if you didn't say it. I was going to say it reminds me of something that out of aliens with all of the sort of yeah yeah. It's, I can't describe what it you would be. You can imagine yeah. some sort of thing just bursting out of it and just yeah. jumping on your face, can't you? Um, so it sort of seems to encase the the bottle, uh, and it looks cool. But if you want that on your on your sixty pound bottle, then you know that's going to cost you one hundred and ninety five pounds for for you know for the fragrance for the original bottle and for this casing that goes around it. Now, I don't know if this bit that goes around the bottle is um, something you can take on and off or if it's sort of just attached permanently around it. I don't know. I mean, it looks cool, but I, I'll i tell you now, I wouldn't pay an extra £135 for a bit of extra thing that goes around the it's fucking mental and when i yeah. saw how much that was i was like jesus i mean i think they'll be careful that they don't put people off like because i think quite often you only see those bottles first so yeah. if you just saw them as 195 quid you're like wow um but yeah the standard yeah. bottles maybe you know we can, we can obviously discuss the fragrances but 75 mil 60 quid not too bad um depending obviously on the fragrance 195 quid no it's, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of crazy. Um, should we should we dive into them? Should we talk yes, about um, about these fragrances? All right. So what we're going to do is when we talk about each one, we are going to read you a little bit of um, a, a passage of uh, of text that the perfumer has has written, which is basically explaining their inspiration behind each fragrance. So uh, would you do you want to start with the first one, Steve? Which is precious metal. So precious metal. So precious metal. The perfumer behind this one is Louise Turner. So she said this is literally in inverted commas. So this is her words. Um, she said it's inspired by the risk takers. So this is what she says. I wanted to create a real affirmation of masculinity with this modern take on the woody aromatic fougere. This fragrance is constructed to drive a sense of courageousness for those who don't step back in the face of challenges. Yeah, bitches. So it's basically bollocks, yeah, um, yes. because you know it's just stuff that they always do. Um, sort of more so with designer brands, although any fragrance brand get, can get a little flowery with the with the words to try and sell a product. Um, so I always sort of disregard all of that stuff, really, because it's just it's just I don't know. You don't need it, do you? You don't need to. You don't need to read all that kind of stuff. To you just need to smell the fragrance. So that's what we'll do. We'll smell it. And um, so, with that in mind, this uh, fragrance that is a modern take on a f- uh, woody, fuge, uh, woody aromatic fougere that's constructive uh, to drive a sense of courageousness for those who don't spe- step back in the face of challenges. What does it smell mm. like, Christopher? So I get this powdery freshness uh, and a bit of fruitiness. Uh, I would say it it reminds me of... It smells familiar. I don't, I don't know if it's the same as anything in particular but it definitely is in that classic mainstream mass appealing designer fragrance territory this this one precious metal um, i mean straight away i just got uh sauvage to be honest <laughs> yeah on on precious metal yeah on precious yeah. metal yeah 
Yeah, you know. yeah, it does. It's very reminiscent of that, isn't it? I think, you know, must be a lot of Ambroxan in there. It's it's probably a bit... Um, I mean, I'm not a Savage expert. I'm, you know, I've never been a massive fan. You're obviously more kind of familiar with the sort of different uh, incarnations of it. But for me, it definitely smells similar to it, at least. I've got it on my arm now. I'm giving it a whiff. I'd say it's probably a mm. bit almost more powdery. Um yeah, it's 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 just very much a to me a, a sort of take on sauvage, but fruity, powdery, good, yeah, yeah sauvage like fragrance. I, but it's nice. I did. I must admit, I I, I I don't like to admit it, but I did actually really enjoy wearing it. I got to say, um, when I first smelled, mm. I was like, oh, it's a bit sauvage like. I was oh, okay, whatever. But I did actually find myself really enjoy wearing it. So, yeah. <laughs> well, the official notes for anyone interested is uh, bergamot, lemon, pear, green leaves. Black pepper, pink pepper, elemi, ambroxan, patchouli, leather, musks, uh, akigala wood. I don't know. Is that is that a form of aga wood? I, I don't know. Uh, wood, some, something woody. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, the, those those are the notes. Um, yeah, I don't. It's a little bit. It's got a nice little um, bit of citrus in in the top. I I think a bit of fruitiness, and then you get that ambroxan powdery savagey type smell, don't you? Mm. I don't get much leather. No, I don't really get any leather. But it, think... it's an um, easy fragrance to wear. Very, very enjoyable. Nothing groundbreaking, but it's fun. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. Um, is it worth 60 quid? Well, how did it yeah. perform on you, Chris? Uh, it, it was okay. I, all of these actually performed quite well on me. All of the fragrances, uh, I wouldn't say any of them lacked in performance. Um, so, yeah... It, pretty decent i i was happy i you know six seven hours i think i got from this one yeah i mean it was hard to because it's we've only got these little samples normally i'd put some you know fucking four five six good heavy yeah. full bottle squirts on me as i've said before i like to feel a good load on me um <laughs> and i couldn't really do that with these but i it didn't seem i could still smell it for quite a few hours in from the points that i sprayed so yeah it didn't seem too bad uh to be honest so yeah mm. i think um I think Akigala wood, I'm not too familiar. I remember seeing a video where Ashton broke it down. I think he said it's um, a long, it's, it's it's a bit like amber wood in the sense that it's like this woody, ambroxin-like smell. So right. like you often get that sort of thing with amber wood, and I think that's what Akigala wood... He, Ashton being fucking a bit of a Bible with these sort of things, he broke it down to an nth degree and explained the differences between them. But ultimately, yeah. I think he said that Akigala wood, you get this soft mass appealing woodiness that you similar that you get from amberwood and uh, ambroxin mike so yeah, yeah that's kind of yeah, i remember when we both first sprayed this we sprayed it at the same time and we messaged each other as we were doing it and i think we said something along the lines of it sounds like an easy to wear fragrance you might buy your dad for a cheap christmas present that sort of thing but i think yeah. that's doing it a bit of an injustice because the more i've lived with this now i think it's actually probably a bit it's better quality than that yeah, agreed. I t- I think I first said, oh, it smells like a su- Sauvage clone. And then I kind of said, yeah, it's just very safe that you might sort of buy someone. Um, was it was it that one or was it the other one we said this? And I can't remember if it's turn one, but I'll have a look for right. it. But yeah, but I, as you say, I actually, it grew on me. I enjoyed wearing it. I sort of wrote it off to start. It was like, mm, it's a clone, but I actually enjoyed it. I So... Yeah, yeah, I think initially we both felt mm, a bit meh and we thought, oh, a bit savage. Right, here we go. They're all going to be designery, sort of cloney type fragrances. And I think we were preparing ourselves for the worst, weren't we? But uh, yeah, that didn't happen for me. Mm. Oh, it, it looks like a, 
I'm just reading through this now. What if I? Oh yeah, I'm reading through our notes. So what we did? Oh, actually, I don't think it was this one. It might have been another one. Unless I've got these bottles. Hold on. Was it term one? Up. Yeah. What have I just sprayed on me? I might have put this on the wrong way around. You know. Uh, oh no, it is that one? Because I remember, like, looking at our notes. I just f first said that this was quite generic. I said to you, "Oh, it's a bit like Blur de Chanel a bit of a sort of generic um, yeah. up close one." And then we said, "Yeah, safe sort of present." And I said, "Oh, it's a bit powdery in the dry down. Reminds me of like Shaw slash Right Guard deodorant." Oh yeah, I think yeah. What I said so. Yeah, and I do think that the word "savage" was also mentioned about term one as well. And yeah, let me spray uh, term I, one now. I sort of get a bit of like a. Not exactly the same, but sort of a, a different element of Savage in in, in Turn One. Really, I, I get I the, there's definitely a crossover between Precious Metal and, and Turn One for me. Should, should we go into Turn One? Should we sort of yeah, uh, introduce it? Right here we go. Next fragrance, Turn One. Uh, this is uh, perfumed by Fabrice Pelligran, and uh, he says inspired by pure intense emotion, inspired by the grit, pure intense emotion when driving a race. Fabrice said he additionally focused on specific elements of his vision of F1, burning rubber, smoke, wet asphalt, and competition. So, Steve, does Turn 1 smell like competition to you? No. <laughs> um, I'm just saying what my original... I think, actually, it might have been this one that I said was Sauvage-like, but actually yeah. smelling it now... They both have similarities, if I'm they, honest. They do. I think they're right. They've both got this sort of shower gel vibe, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. But this one is more... The first one is a bit more kind of powdery. Mm. Um, as I say, that's probably why I got that sure bloody uh, right guard deodorant-y vibe. But this one, turn one, is definitely got quite a fresh opening. Yes, quite, it does. Quite a, yep. quite a nice fresh... There's a bit of a zing to it. Yep. Uh, Mandarin, pink pepper, notes. bergamot in the top. Um, but yeah, again, didn't blow me away this one. So at this point, like we'd done Precious Metal, we sprayed this because we almost did one a day, roughly, didn't we? Yeah. And and I was like thinking at this stage, okay, are these all gonna be generic? Kind of like mm, I was, I was hoping. I, was, I think I even messaged you saying, well, fingers crossed, there's at least one banger here. But I'm sort of <laughs> losing losing hope now. But yeah, yeah, we were we we were sort of at this stage, we weren't getting that excited about this new f1 brand were we no uh, not yeah. at all um, um so again it's a safe sort of safe mass appealing designerish scent um other notes in there is uh, it has geranium a salty accord green apple patchouli leather ambergris cade and woods now again i don't really get leather cade for me if it's the same as cade oil that that is often used to create this sort of burning uh, sensation and he does talk about this burning rubber um inspiration and i do sort of when you when you read that inspiration you sort of go yeah maybe i can pick out a bit of burning rubber in there but it's just a hint of it in the background it's nothing nothing too bold daring or or strong i wouldn't say but it's but again quite enjoyable yeah very safe i think this one is probably in many ways i mean going back to that analogy where you said safe to buy your brother dad uncle for christmas i think they both are but probably this one's probably i mean which do you prefer about the first two then um i think pro probably turn one i would say mm. it's funny at the time 
I'd said turn one, but smelling it now, mm. I'm sort of preferring the first one. But no, yeah, they're interchangeable. I would say the first one drying down. I think I said this actually last time. It dries down to this powdery, right guard, sure deodorant type thing that comes yeah. really generic. I think the opening's quite pleasant, and it is got this, like this is precious metal. It's kind of got this. Savage, Bleu de Chanel, sort of quite fresh, nice opening. Um, and then it draws down to this powdery deodorant, really, which is a bit vague. Where turn one, it's got a, like a bit more of an interesting opening, and I think that maintains a little bit longer. So I think mm. that's a bit more interesting. So, well, yeah. they, they both go that very mass appealing route, don't they? So I think anyone who likes those style fragrances easy to wear dumb reaches maybe you know you only own one or two fragrances and you want something that just suits every occasion you can wear it whenever i think sort of these two precious metal turn one would would be ideal for someone who perhaps doesn't have a big fragrance collection isn't into niche fragrances i think they'd probably be pretty happy with these two yeah i think they're both super safe super versatile wear it to work every day without any problems without yes. any, almost whether rain or shine you could wear both of these anytime anywhere really couldn't you yeah so which yeah. brings us to the next one which is um overtake 320 yes so do you want to uh, read read up on the, on this one for us what two, the perfume yeah says? two perfumers two. on this one so uh, alexandra carlin uh carlin or carlin i don't know if it's pronounced with a nice accent there and uh, emily uh, emily uh, copperman uh, she it says Emily Copperman was the master perfumer and Alexandra Collins perfumer. Um, it's, it says it's inspired by passion and the irresistibility of F1. It says mm. a bold metal pepper, delay delay base together with vibrant spices propel this fragrance towards the checkered flag. <laughs> Smoky woods and irresistible balms intensify the passion. Well. Wow. Definitely plays on the smoky woods, this one, doesn't it? Yeah. Now, this one, I think, is where it starts getting more interesting. As you said, the first yeah. two are just very super safe, generic, muggle-type fragrances. No disrespect to anybody. But this one has got... This is interesting, I think. This has got yes. something about it. Me too, yeah. First first thing I, I thought when I smelled this was Maison Margiel's By the Fireplace. It's got that lovely... Uh, warming, smoky, uh, woody, ember type smell to it, which is um, really nicely done. Actually, I was I was surprised. Like after we'd smelt the first two, you think you go in that safe, designery route, but this one actually sort of stands apart uh, as as being uh, more complex, bolder, and maybe you know not not for everyone. I think perhaps it does sort of push itself a little more into you know that niche category a little bit but still remains sort of mass appealing enough um, but i i gotta say i love this one um mm. could even be my favorite of of the five perhaps yeah because you sort of when you messaged me because you smelt this one before me and you sort of said oh, by the fireplace was stronger with you which sometimes get those two get compared you said it's those sort of vibes yeah uh and i kind of smelt it and i was like yeah i, I see what you mean i don't think it's it's the same but Interestingly, like I don't know if you've read the notes out yet, um, but the notes on this one it says uh, top notes: uh, verde, uh, verde bergamot, uh, bergamot, uh, cinnamon, metal pepper. Um, oh, I'm trying to read this now. Something else: uh, geranium, fenugreek, <laughs> fenugreek. Well done. Uh, geranium, tonka bean, vanilla, salty accord, uh, oris, vetiver, guaiac wood, patchouli, labdamon, and incense. So. 
this is an interesting one because the note that I get quite strongly, which isn't listed, I I kind of get like an amber to this. Do you get that? I know what you mean. Yeah, it's, it's it's got that that rich, deep, sort of smooth uh, quality to it, which I think. Yeah, I can see. I mean, um, labdanum is uh, is one of the um, materials used to create an amber accord. So I think probably that's what you're picking up on that gives you that sort of rich, deep, ambery smell. So yeah, I, I totally agree. Hmm. I, I mean, I, I I come in. I just again checking through what we discussed at the time. So I I said. I, I, I get like an amber type of chord. So I said, I think like Nigel at Two Cents Worth, who loves his amber-based fragrances, I thought he might really like this one. Yeah. It's a sweet, smoky, ambery fragrance, I would say. Uh, and I love it. I think it's beautiful. Yeah, I think this one's really interesting. I think, as you said, if you like By the Fireplace, you like Strong With You, but you want a slightly um, a different, sort of goes in a different direction, different twist to it. But it's, yeah, it's got some smokiness, but it's not too smoky, I would say. But it's no, nope, not there. too smoky. Yeah. Um, as I say, I think I think Nigel would like this at two cents worth. Um, he typically likes his sort of amber fragrance. I think he really likes by the fireplace as well. So I mean, yeah, there you go. I can recommend one specific fragrance to one specific person. There you go. <laughs> it's a personalised recommendation. <laughs> this is one for you, Nigel. But this is really interesting. I think this is it's mm. got a nice sweetness to it. I think this is this is where it's like okay, now we're now we're talking. These are it's got something interesting yep. in this lineup. Definitely. Yeah, it, th- so. this one sort of got my attention a bit more with mm. this line. I thought, okay, maybe there's something interesting going on here. So, yeah. yes, so far, so one. I think we both agreed that. The, and I really enjoyed this on dry down as well. I think this actually got better. So I think we both agree, at this at the point of trialing it because as I say, we're doing one each day. I think we both agreed this was our favourite so far. The first yeah. two were a bit like yeah. Um, next up should we do the next one yes so the next one is Neum White Uh, the perfumer on this one is Eleanor Massenet and she says inspired by audaciousness and bold focus the perfumer aimed to highlight the spirit and focus of F1 heroes by playing with intense and vibrant aromatic materials spices with fruity accents swirl around the audacious floral of Narcissus. Fused with the high-impact booster molecule Tonkalakatone. <laughs> I think that's wow. how you say it. Tonkalakatone. Yeah, so it so, sounds like sort of a a um, sort of steroided uh, tonka bean, maybe. Something, something of that mm, s- yeah. style. Um, anyway, bold focus. I think they are key, key words because it is it is quite bold in the sense that it's definitely not a boring fragrance at all um, so this to me is a spicy slightly fresh leather fragrance and I love it I love this one too I think this is really? great okay. yeah. let me I'm gonna just remind myself for me because we got slightly different I think this is a kind of like a personal preference because you picked up on the leather a lot more than mm. I did, and it's probably because you're a leather fan. So this probably is why it kind of your nose is a bit more kind of oh leather. Where it takes me, unless something's really leather heavy, I'm not a big leather fan. So in many ways, I either notice it in the wrong mm. ways and go oh it's too much leather, or I don't look for it and I don't really pick up on it as much because I'm not as kind of. So this one really reminds me of something, and I don't know what, but this is got a really nice fresh 
um, almost green vibe I get from the opening. And I actually picked up more on the sort of florally aspects to it in the mid. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. Um, definite florals I, going on. Yeah, they sort of list slightly different notes, I think, on Fragrantica uh, mm. than on the actual uh, page. So they list, like, in the... Let's have a look. So they say Narcissus, uh, Narcissus uh, Geranium, and Oris, or, uh, like, Iris to the layperson. Um, but on Fragrantica, they get uh, Lavender, Narcissus, and Iris, they list on there. Now, I don't know where they've kind of got it from, but when I first smelled it, I kind of almost was getting, like, a almost like a violet type smell mm. in the mid there and i think that's a mixture of this iris and lavender and the Geranium. i think that will mix yeah that sort of mixing in to give this yeah and i was just picking up this this kind of almost like violet like but yeah so i picked up on that more um and then as it dried down then i started getting a little bit more of the leather um i yeah. think but this is i think it's the sheer audacity of that narcissus <laughs> That is, um, yes, that is really making that mid-bloom floral, isn't it, I think? Uh, mm. and, and, yeah, the oris as well. Um, but it, it's but it's not it's not too floral. It's definitely a masculine no. smell. Agreed, me. yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, it's a unisex fragrance. It, masculine in terms of I don't think any guys would have a problem wearing this thinking, oh, it smells a bit femme. Not at all. You know, this is a, a good, strong... Uh, fragrance florals used in the right way that that assert masculinity rather than sort of take away from it if if you like uh, and then of course you've got the leather you got you got some vetiver in there as well and you've got the toncalactone which is um giving us a nice sort of beefed up um syrupy pancake type of um base to the fragrance um so i think this is a a very uh nicely composed wearable sweet spicy leather fragrance hmm like i'm starting now just to get the leather i guess it makes sense because it is in the base but like i sprayed it a few minutes ago just starting to get some of that leather now um coming through and that kind of mm. they say gives it a little slight increase in the masculinity it balances out some of those florals in the mid so i think it is a a solid fragrance but at this stage i still prefer the 320 i think it's okay just a bit more interesting what about you Good. Um, I like this equally to 320, I think. Okay. Those two, yeah, I, I are my favourites so far. Yeah. Okay. okay. Last, Moving on. Last one. Yeah. Carbon uh, Rain. Carbon Rain. Now, so Carbon Rain, it is, the perfumer is Pierre, uh, now is it Gueros? Or Looks like it. Yeah. Uh, Gueros. Um, it's inspired by victorious celebrations on the podium. So after the thrill of the breathtaking race, bask in the afterglow of sweet-smelling victory. Radiant Timut pepper uh, from Nepal and laser-cut lavender electrify the atmosphere. Uh, racy vetiver and charismatic amber crystals shine in a warm, euphoric aura. Wow, wow. I mean, that is language, isn't it? That is, I mean, laser-cut is... lavender. I, I, didn't, I had no idea that's how, that's how they harvested lavender with lasers but obviously I mean, these people it's uh, do you think do you think the perfumers actually say this or do you think it's the marketing people they give them a few keywords and then the marketing people write their actual quote how much do you think they i mean if we're being honest you think the perfumers have actually know these fragrances exist no no that's the no shouldn't <laughs> say things like that um well who knows yeah i don't know um could could be either couldn't it but um it, they, they, they make for good fun good fun reading yeah definitely so yeah. what did you think to this one christopher again i liked it this goes um, back more into the sort of mainstream designery realm for me mm, and just to make a couple of 
comparisons to give people an idea of of the sort of fragrance that I felt I got from this, I was reminded a little bit of uh, Office for Men from Fragrance mm. One, a little bit, mm. and uh, a little bit I got some of that sweetness from Jean Paul Gaultier's Ultra Mal. So for me, this is a sweet clubbing fragrance. Interesting. I've got a slight. I've got a, a take that that makes sense but slightly different to yours so okay for me i really picked up on the violet leaf in this yes definitely yeah because i'm i'm sort of it's a note that i enjoy i've got a few fragrances with it in um so for me i straight away i made a comparison to uh, zenia's womo which i really enjoy i've mentioned on this fragrance uh, on this youtube before uh this youtube on this fuck me it's a long day on this podcast before i've mentioned that fragrance numerous times i really enjoy that it's a great cheapie uh quite heavy in the violet leaf very fresh and interestingly i've often compared um office for men with that because i kind of get this violet leaf type of vibe from office for men i've always said office for men is kind of like for me again just going super derivative now it's kind of like zenia womo mixed with savage and that's kind of what i get for office for men so it's interesting that sort of derivative getting very uh derivative here but you've sort of got that office for men connections because i yeah we've linked we both linked it in a different way in a different way because i really get the violet leaf on this is really prominent and i really enjoy this one i'm kind of like you i think this is safer than the sort of previous two i think this is a bit more designery but i don't think this is as generic and shower gel deodorant as the first two i really enjoy this one actually i Again, going for a personal recommendation, I would go, um, John, uh, the, the Instagram channel, uh, Scented Snowdrops. I said, I tagged him in my post on this one. I said, you'll really enjoy this. He really enjoys Zenia Wemo. He really loves the violet leaf as a, as a note. And I think he'd really enjoy this one. So he's going to go and get the sample set. Right. So I yes. really enjoyed wearing this one. Yeah, I'll just run through the notes quickly so people have an idea. So in the top, there's mandarin, uh, Italian black lemon, black pepper, timut pepper, Guatemalan cardamom, Madagascan ginger, champagne accord, geranium, lavender, violet leaves, lilybell, cedarwood, vetiver, patchouli, sandalwood, nutmeg, and ambrosinide. So um, I I think this is, again, a very good fragrance. Um, I, well, you know what? I could quite easily put it up there with Neon White and Overtake 320. <sighs> Should mm. I? Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I do, I do really enjoy it. So I'm going to say those last three, I, I enjoy them all equally. I think they're all really nicely done. Um, they do sort of lean more towards mass appeal than complex harder to wear challenging fragrances which uh you know obviously isn't the aim of this brand they they want to appeal to a you know a mass market don't they uh but they're all super easy to wear and uh i i i thought carbon rain was another good one um yeah uh i've sort of ended my experience of these fragrances i i thought they end they started off okay and they ended really strongly for me yeah a same for me i think I don't, I don't know if I could say Carbon Rain is the best one, but it's my favourite, I think. It's yeah. the one... If I had to buy a bottle of one of these fragrances, I'm going to push you for this, Chris. So think, All right. I think I would pick Carbon Rain. And I I did genuinely briefly think, shall I get a bottle? I'm thinking about it, like 60 quid. Mm. For me, if anybody's listening, this, as I say, we've sort of compared it there to Office for Men, um, like Zenia Wemo. This is very 
for me, I find this quite a clean, fresh, easy, everyday office kind of wear. But it's a bit interesting. So a bit like Zenya Waymo and stuff. It's got. It's not as obvious. It's not as obvious as Blurred Chanel. It's it's a bit different, but it's still very interesting, very enjoyable to wear. Um, but you're not going to be wearing Sauvage and Blurred Chanel, etc. So I think this is a good daily driver option as an alternative um, yeah. to those more obvious fragrances, personally. And I really enjoy it so i thought i started thinking for me i like those fragrances because i have to obviously meet customers and go out um travel in the country and the weather's interchangeable so i often like to reach for those sort of safe uh yeah, sure. office type fragrances so for me really enjoyed this one i've got to say um, great good if you were going to push me to buy one bottle then i think i would probably go for neon white just purely based really? on marks for versatility i think it's mass appealing enough but it's got a decent degree of depth and interest and a little bit of complexity just just a touch more than than carbon rain but i could very easily wear any of them uh overtake 320 i think you know you get that those smoky vibes so that'd be a beautiful autumn fragrance but i think neon white sort of really satisfies my um the the, the side of me that wants something just a little with a little more structure a little more complexity um whereas carbon rain is more of a dumb reach which mm. which i still really enjoy but for me if you were going to push me for one it would be neon white but I'd quite happily wear any of these. Yeah. Carbon Rain is a dumb rage, but not as dumb as Precious Metal in Turn 1. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's interesting. I thought you was going to say uh, Overtake 320. I, yeah, I, it was close. Night, I, thought, I thought that is a, a fragrance for Chris with that smokiness. So I am I thought you'd go for that. But yeah, so that's our take, really. I think the first two are very, they'd be safe presents for people, very safe and generic. I've got them all on my arm now. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's interestingly now it's almost switched a little bit. So precious metal has got more powdery and it's got a bit more, like I say, deodorant. Sure, right, God. And turn one has now become more savagey. Uh, it's so yes. So those two, I think, are very safe generic. Where the, yeah. the other three are more interested. But uh, anybody listening, if you go onto the website for F1 fragrances, if you just you got to be careful because I found if you go to the shop and then find the sample set like that, it's quite expensive. It's like twenty quid or something. Well, if you go if you go to the website and sort of land on the page, it then gives you this offer to buy the sample set for like four pound fifty or something. Oh, does it? it? I was going to say that since we bought it, the the price has gone up because I found the nineteen pound fifty. Is it still listed on there as as five pounds, four pounds? Yeah. So I literally went from Google and just clicked on the website, and and this is where you might almost need to clear your cookies or something, or you like your uh, so it, they say I don't know you've been there before because like when I go to the website as a fresh as in never been before. Um, just on my laptop now it came up with a £4.50 offer but if you just go to the shop it, it works out at like 20 or quid so so do be careful any listeners out there sort of maybe clear your cookies or maybe go in sort of private mode go to the just search for F1 fragrances click on the website and it should come up with a sample office uh, thing on the sort of landing page it should just pop up as a pop up mm. saying and if you close that and then go to the shop, that you'll find the sample set for like twenty quid. Where if you should get that pop up on the screen, that's like four pound fifty, um, including uh, delivery. So and it came really yeah. quickly. It came like next day. You or something, did, so. yeah, yeah. So we got ours for for just about five quid, didn't we? Four pound fifty or whatever, which was which mm. is great. Um, gives us some nice pod, podcast content. A uh, couple of notable things: uh, they offer free delivery on all orders above fifteen pounds. It seems like you get free samples if you order a bottle. So I'm guessing maybe if you order a bottle, they'll send you samples of of all all the others, perhaps. 
so so there you go 60 quid for 75 mil or 195 pounds for exactly the same fragrance and bottle wrapped around with a nice little bit of uh, alien-esque um design so we'll leave that up to you to make the right decision <laughs> Well, there you go. Um, I mean, that is probably the most fragrance talk we've done, and we're over an hour, so I think it's probably time to call it a day. Well, let's call it a day, yes. Um, but I've enjoyed going through these these samples. Uh, I do just want to say, before we before we both say our goodbyes, don't forget to um, go and check out our sponsor, Kajal Perfumes. Check out their website. Um, we're also selling them on, on Lux Parfum. Sorry, another plug. Uh, but if you want to be in with a chance to win some free stuff, you can either win a free bottle of Kajal or a free discovery set. All you need to do is go to their Instagram page, find the picture on their feed that has the Scent Geeks actually written on the picture itself, and then share that and tag Kajal in it, and you are in with a chance to win either a free bottle or a discovery set. There are two winners each month. There we go. So, Steve, I've enjoyed this one. Yeah, it's been good. It's been good catching up. Apologies to everybody that we missed. We will be regular again, we promise. Uh, before you sign off, Chris, I just want to thank everybody for kind of sticking with us as well. And we do apologise. We we are committed to the podcast. We're not giving up on it. So don't worry, we will be back again next week. But uh, do keep sending in your happy endings, uh, please. We want to hear your sort of... Uh, lovely fragrance fails or little um, endearing moments involving fragrance we want to hear about those please thank you yes we are just busy boys and uh, these are these latest two episodes that we we didn't get for you are in sort of 79 episodes we've we've only missed we've only missed two so we do our we do our best for you um we don't really earn um much money at all off this podcast so it is something that we uh, sort of do in our in our spare time, really, as it were. So apologies if they don't come every week. We will endeavour to bring them to you every week if we can. But with it being summer and kids being off school and us both being daddies, then, um, you know, sometimes, just sometimes, it might not be possible. So apologies in advance if that happens again. All right, that is it. We are going to uh, both speed off and watch the catch-up, watch up the highlights of the Formula One whilst we are both wearing F1 fragrances on our skin, aren't we, Steve? But all of them, I'm, I've got all five on. Yeah, I've got all five on now. Brilliant. And I smell like a horse <laughs> handbag, but there we go. Well, um, very appropriate. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be here for you next week. Have a week, geeks. Bye. <laughs> Yeah.